Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to have um, Danielle Cook on the show. She is a copywriter and a content creator, um, two of my favorite things. Um, So thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Yeah. I'm excited to connect. Um, I was looking through your website and it just seems like, I don't know, we've got stuff in common. So I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Um, So what are you drinking today? Oh, I am drinking the most delicious glass of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I haven't tried that one yet. Like I keep, I've ordered it for a few girls and they all say how good it is. So I just need to order it for myself, but yeah. Yes, absolutely. Especially with the Valentine's Day coming up, like get that all back down. Totally. Awesome. Um, Okay. So diving into all the history and all the behind the scenes stories. Um, How long have you been a small business owner? You know, what's your business? You know, how'd you get into it? And you know, who does it help? All that good stuff. Okay. Oh my goodness. So much. Let me, um, I've been a business owner for two years now. And as you mentioned before, I'm a a copywriter and content creator, and I work primarily with other business owners and a lot of creatives, um, and actually a lot of non-creatives recently. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I, how go see, let's see, I ended up wanting to, get into entrepreneurship basically because when I found uh, out, well, when I had my daughter two years ago, long story short, I realized it wasn't possible for me to go back to work Mm -hmm. Um, with the money that I was making compared up against the price of childcare. I would have been paying to go back to work. I would have been in debt trying to go back to work. And so um, my husband was so kind and gracious. He was like, don't worry, I got this. And he kind of took on the load. But after a couple of months of being a stay at home mom, even though it was very fulfilling in some ways, I really missed working. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started uh, just a little bit here and there picking up projects that I could help people with. Um, I originally worked in the music industry for 10 years. And um, most recently, before I became it, before I had my daughter, I worked for a artist management company. So I had a lot of contacts in the radio industry and a lot of contacts, obviously, in you know the artist management industry. And one of the things that I really enjoyed doing when I was working in artist management was, you know, writing blogs for our artists or writing social media copy for them, um, developing ideas around music videos or content that they needed to produce. And I realized that there was a need amongst other organizations, small businesses, nonprofits to have somebody like that who could come in with and help them on a project basis, um, especially organizations that don't necessarily have the uh, capacity to hire a full-time marketing manager. 
Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of started a little bit by a little bit, a friend reaching out and saying, Hey, we've got our annual event this year and I just need a little extra help. Can you help me brainstorm some activations? Or another friend said, Hey, I need some help with some merchandise design. Another one said, Hey, I could really use some help with writing um, a newsletter, all things that I was very used to doing. And I, and I realized, I think I could do this. I think I could make this a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And I'm sure like being in the music industry, you're in Nashville, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> I bet that was so neat because, I mean, y'all have like a booming music scene, right? Yes, very big music scene and with all, and a very big uh, healthcare industry. Oh, and I didn't so, know that. Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt's here and um, a, a lot of um, organizations like uh, hospital-owning organizations have, have hubs here. So with that has come, you know, a ton of other industries to support those industries. And so um, I, for what, for example, I have a client who is um, a real estate agent. And so I write a lot of copy for her social media. I write all of her um, newsletters because there's lots of people moving to town and she needs to build relationships with these people and have like a running rapport with them. Yeah, definitely. I know being a real estate agent, I mean, they've always got to kind of keep their hand in the mix, you know, Mm -hmm. just awesome. Well, that's so cool. And I love that. Um, I don't know, like you said, just the realization of being able to stay home and on a childcare is so crazy. And so I think, you know, it's such a neat option for us as moms to be able to, to start our own thing at home, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry about that call. Oh, that's fine. Okay. There's been like kids screaming in the background on this podcast, like dogs barking. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. We, um, yeah, I feel very lucky that I had, I had this opportunity to, um, kind of take some time and allow my business to kind of just develop itself. Um, I feel very privileged in the fact that I had that opportunity and I realized that a lot of these businesses out there, especially other uh, entrepreneurs, they're busy running their business yeah, and doing the thing that makes them money. And so, but they know they need to produce and create content that connects with their followers and that grows a community. And I realized that's where I can come in and that's how I can be a support to them. And that's how I can cheerlead them on. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, like you said, I mean, they're just, they didn't get into business to start marketing their business. You know, like they got into business to do what they love, you know, but it is such a necessary part. So that's like what you're doing is perfect. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you find this because I know that we're very, you know, we have a very similar, um, you know, business, but a lot of people, they, it takes them a while to come around the idea of working with somebody to help them with content creation and marketing because they think, Oh, I can just do it myself. I can just do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And then they realize they don't have enough hours in the day to do it themselves, which is completely legitimate. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're busy concentrating on all the things that it takes to like run their business, you know? Um, And that's why I feel bad when I talk to, you know, some business owners and they're like, well, you know, I put up a post or I did this, but it's just not effective. And I'm like, but you can't, you know, just do it like once a month and, you know, expect it to do something like it is something that takes some time. Like once you get used to it, you could get into it, but I don't know. I, I, you know, and that's, you know, I feel like we help a lot of the same people like this, you know, this is how you can do it. This is what you need to do, you know, but, but you run your business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do the thing that makes you money and I'll do the thing that brings you more clients. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any tips on balancing work in life? Um, you know, you've got a little, little child and working from home and you know, all the things, any tips for that? Oh, I would say 
stop trying to find balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this it's an illusion. That, yeah, that you can find balance. Well, you can also find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> it's it's this idea of decide. I think that something that's way more effective is decide how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. And then from there, create a map or create a system that supports that. Um, you know, sit down. I, I tell a lot of my clients this. I said, let's sit down and let's map out your week. I'll put a blank Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. map. And I'll say, okay, when what are the, the areas that are blacked out? Like the times you're dropping your kids off at school, the, you know, once a week meeting you have with your CPA, the things that are set in stone, like, okay, let's put that on there. Now let's add in grocery run. Now let's add in, you know, just all the other things that make your life. Okay. Now you can actually see how much time you have left in your week. I've realized that most people think they have more time than they actually do. Mm -hmm. And so when they go, they find themselves exhausted at the end of the week and they say, there's no balance here. Well, of course there's no balance here. Balance isn't a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, balance is something you do on one leg during yoga class for 30 seconds. <laughs> balance is something you can't, you can't do it every single day, 24 hours a day. Right. So I think it's much more constructive to flip the script and say, how do you want to live your life? And then create a map, create a schedule that supports that. Now, if you get a couple of weeks and you realize it's not working, you have a map to go back to and say, okay, this does not work here. Let me move it there. Mm-hmm. This does not work here. Let me move it there. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, tweak the plan and create the balance, you know, create a lifestyle that works for you. And to make sure to include downtime in that, you know, you can't go be go, 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 because then at the end of the week, you're going to find yourself exhausted and you're not creating a lifestyle that's sustainable. You know, instead of finding balance, maybe find sustainability. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love that. That's like, that's perfect. Like, sustainability because that it really is, you know, that's the truth of it. Like, I mean, being balanced is like you said, it's, it's not real. Like it's just, you yeah. know, and like, and I love that you, um, say the map and cause I'm such a visual person. So mm-hmm. like even just visualizing that in my mind, as you were talking about, it makes so much sense because like, if you can see it, then you really can, you know, make an effort and you can see it like, okay, this is what I do now. You know, like that's, I love that. Yeah. And then you have a real visual of where your time is actually going. You know, in a lot of these uh, budgeting apps, Mm -hmm. they make you budget every single dollar and how much more clarity would we have if we budgeted every single minute? Right. And, you know, every single minute doesn't necessarily have to go towards being productive, just like every single dollar doesn't have to go towards paying a bill, but knowing where your time is going and taking control of it, that is what's going to help create that sustainability. And I would say if you don't feel balanced, you know, for lack of a better word, because that's the one buzzword we're all familiar with at this point, then your life is not working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's okay to flip things upside down. Um, a big thing that I do that creates sustainability, I would say, is I hire help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a cleaning lady who comes to my house once a month who does a lot of the higher, the heavy lifting. I have a sitter who comes, um, you know, a couple times a week so that I can give four hours, at least four hours of time to my, um, to my work. And then that way I can give a full eight hours to my daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of maybe, you know, split half and half. And I think that I'm doing both well, but I'm doing neither well. Right. <laughs> it's okay to hire help. 
Um, you know, my mom was not the type who hired, you know, a hired someone to come in and help around the house, but especially because my husband travels quite a bit, you know, and it's just me and the little one quite a bit. And so I need, sometimes you just need an extra set of hands. And if that's what helps create sustainability, that's okay. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I mean, I think sometimes we feel like we need to do all the things when we really don't, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. people say all the times, like your kid's not going to remember how clean your house was. Right. Exactly. So why not hire somebody else to clean your house so you can enjoy it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so do you have any, you know, like apps that you like your go-to apps or automation or anything that kind of help up with this too? And, you know, just help your business thrive? Oh my goodness. I just converted to QuickBooks online this I've year. I've heard amazing things about QuickBooks. Like I had it a while ago, like a few years ago, but I mean, I think you're like the third or fourth person that said it on this podcast. So I need to go back and check it out. <laughs> yes. I mean, just with the way that you're, you're able to automate things nowadays, it's so easy. All of my expenses are already in there. I was able to send 1099s to my contractor within under five minutes. Awesome. And then my other favorite is um, HoneyBook, which is a CRM. Mm. And that is so helpful for managing contracts, for managing files, quotes, billing. You know, there's a couple different CRMs out there and I've heard great things about all of them. HoneyBook was the one that I realized would work best for me with the interface and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah. I've heard um, somebody else mentioned that too. Like I've heard really good things um, about that one. Um, and they liked that over Dubsado. I've heard a few people just say like, the different things that it offers is just makes it a little bit better or for their business, you know, I guess. Same. I, I have a friend who swears by Dubsado and she loves it. And I tried the free trial and it just wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Mac girl. I need a friendlier interface. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That'll make a big difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Oh, and so are the new question this year, like what is your favorite or most effective way to market your business? Oh, okay. Build relationships. Don't just network, Mm -hmm. build relationships because business is personal. (laughs) It really is. Especially if you work with women um, or if you many of your clients are women or a lot of your followers are women for us, it's personal and that's okay. Um, build relationships with people and the content that you share when you're thinking about, you know, networking, you know, or if you're part of a, I'm a part of a couple different um, uh, networking groups of women in small business here in Nashville. And, you know, you're not going to click with everybody, but find the people that you click with and build a relationship with them. You know, it can start on social media and email, but then go out to lunch just to go to lunch, not even to quote unquote, pick their brain, mm-hmm. um, but just go to, to build a relationship and find, you know, somebody else that you can, that you can cheer on. And chances are they may never hire you, but someone, they might refer you to somebody else. That has been the, the most effective way I've grown my business. Um, I, I like to say that you don't need followers. You need evangelists. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's, it's such the, um, the foundation of anything else. I mean, you know, you can put ads out, you can constantly post to social media, your images, your blogs, different things. But if there's like no relationship there, or if there's no spark of somebody being like, I want to, you know, learn more and start a, you know, not start a relationship, but cultivate a relationship. Like it's just not going to go anywhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you may not have, as your business grows and scales, you may not be able to be best buds with everybody that you go into business with or with every Mm -hmm. client that you serve, but still keeping that focus on, I'm here to build relationships. I'm here to cheerlead these people on. I'm here to help them do what they do well so I can do what I do well. Yeah, totally. And it'll just grow from there. I mean, it really does. Yes. So organically. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I was like, that was like my new um, question this year. And I'm like, I just, cause you know, like the, the marketing background, I'm like, I can't wait to hear what people say about this. Like, I think it's like yes. my new favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what do you do to help your business grow? You know, like how do you get out of your comfort zone? Um, and you have any examples of this? Oh, okay. This is something that's been really hard for me this, in 2019. I'm trying to step into it more in 2020, mm-hmm. but it's, embrace my magic. (laughs) There is always someone out there with the same skills or better, Mm -hmm. or maybe they can work harder than you or produce more, or maybe they have a shinier degree, but there is only one you and uh, embracing the things that only you can bring the, that only you can bring to the table that nobody else can. That is what has helped my business grow more than anything else. You know, especially nowadays with Instagram and all the Instagram courses out there, Mm -hmm. there are tons of formulas and 10-step programs. They talk about growing your platform or growing your business, but really find the thing that makes you different. The find the thing that makes you do you, you and embrace it and then share it with people. Um, And I feel like that is the biggest thing that has pushed me out of my comfort zone is embracing my magic, finding what it is that I actually, you know, that makes me different from everybody else. Because I'm sure there are copywriters out there that are more skilled or have more education or have, um, you know, a shinier resume. But you know what? I'm really, really good at hearing someone's heart and taking their voice and their vision and interpreting it in a way that is user-friendly to someone who's never heard of them before. And that's what I'm really good at. And it's okay for me to embrace that and to share that with people. Yes. I love that. Um, because that's such, I don't know, that is so unique. You know what I mean? A lot of people cannot do that and businesses need that, you know, and like you said too, like share it with people. I think sometimes we get nervous to like, Oh, not share what we do or what we do well. Cause we don't want people to think we're like bragging or, you know, all of these things, mm-hmm. but if we don't share it, nobody's going to know about it. Yeah. The world needs your magic, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> the world that. needs it. There's somebody out there who needs it. You know, mm-hmm. I think we can all, you know, bow to the queen, Jenna Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> and she is phenomenal at this. She has found out where her magic lies. Yeah. And And she embraces it across every single platform. Mm -hmm. And she does it in such a humble and graceful way. And she serves people well with Mm -hmm. every every single step along the way because she's embraced her magic. And um, I think that she's a great example of it, of, you know, she's, we all think that we have to embody a certain, a certain look or, mm-hmm. um, a certain voice or a certain tone, but you can really just be you right? and people will be attracted to that. Totally. Yeah. And uh, people, I think crave that now, you know what I mean? Cause like it's for the last few years or whatever and everything's, you know, like Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy. And I think people got a little scared, but I mean, 
just showing who you really are is really what's going to attract your people. Yep. And attract the people who want to work with you for years. Yeah. And I think that that's more important. You want to be, um, there's a musical, I cannot think of it off the top of my head, (laughs) but in it, they sing, I would rather be nine people's first favorite thing than 900 people's, um, ninth favorite thing. Oh yeah. Makes total sense. And you know, that's what happens when you share your magic is, you know, you're going to attract the clients who want to work with you for years to come, who are going to be your recurring clients, who are going to, you know, partner with you when you launch a new program. Like that's who you want in your corner. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, yeah. So I feel like we kind of just covered it, but I mean, do you have any other like advice about how business owners can break out of their comfort zones? Like, Oh, I think a really easy way to start that is create a post on social media that scares you to post it. Whether it's sharing a vulnerable story that's part of the why behind what you're doing, or maybe it's, you know, sharing a picture that you don't think is as flattering as you want it to be, but everybody else has said, oh, this photo of you is gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) You know, start by finding, you know, a little way to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. the people around you because a lot of times vulnerability is the key that unlocks the door to our magic. Yeah, totally. And it is very uncomfortable, but worth it. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> so worth it. You're right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I remember last year I wrote this post. Um, my husband and I had a small business before in this business. And long story short, we ended up going out of business because a neighbor complained about the amount of traffic we were doing, um, creating. Yeah. We had, a, I know it's like, what? Um, we had a small farm and brewery and, um, at the time, I mean, it felt like the biggest punch in the face, you know what I mean? Like we didn't know what we were going to do. We've been doing it for seven years. We had two little kids and, you know, so it was kind of like reflecting on that. And I remember like posting it and being like, just logging off the internet, like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm not gonna look at this. But then when I got back on, like, people had commented and just, I don't know, so many like heartwarming things that like, I didn't even expect to come, you know what I mean? But just helped, like helped, like, you know, really get that closure on what we did and just, I don't know, so many benefits to it, but it was so scary to put it up. In a world where everything is so polished. And like you said, Pinterest, perfect. There is something about authenticity that is so refreshing. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love it. Um, okay. Your five favorites. Um, what's your favorite book, favorite drink, uh, thing to do to relax, um, thing to watch and place to go. Ooh. Okay. Favorite book is walking on water reflections on faith and art by Madeline Lingle. It is a phenomenal book for any, um, creative out there who's trying to balance creation, being creative, and, and where the business part comes in with it and even the faith part or spiritualities part as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, drink of choice is champagne, <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> it's so good. I know. Thing to re- uh, think my favorite thing to do to relax is get a pedicure. And mm. so every single time there's just something about sitting with my feet in hot bubbly water that is divine. Yes. I mean, it really is just like the ultimate relaxation. Yes. Um, I, you, if I can pick something to watch or to have a new episode of every day, it'd be the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, (laughs) fun. (laughs) 
And a place to go. This one was really hard for me because I am a traveler at heart, but I, I love Rome. I would think that'd probably be my first plane ticket I'd buy. And then, but if it's a, a another trip, a nearby one, it'd be a trip to the beach. Oh yeah. <laughs> really. I'll take any body of water though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and that's like relaxing in itself too. You know, I mean, just being by water is just so relaxing and refreshing. So it is so nice. Yeah. I love the beach. I'm not really a swimmer. I was talking to a, the girl on the podcast last week. She's a stand up paddle boarder and I have one and I don't know, being in the water terrifies me kind of, but being near it, I love. <laughs> oh yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so where can everybody find you? you like, what's your website, social media handles, all that good stuff. Um, website is daniellecook.co. And I'm on Instagram as daniellechristine.c. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Oh, perfect. Just taking a few notes. Perfect. Well, I am so glad. Thanks so much for um, joining me. And I'm so glad we were able to connect. Like this has just been such a fun conversation. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it, Nicole. Awesome. Well, thanks. um, And thanks for listening, everyone.